0: previously on the Gay Agenda YYC.
1: You may know him from his breakout role of Spunky Forest Ranger in the blockbuster *Bearback Bear Hunt 2. Um... His name is Wade Wolfgar, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm actually not sure if that was your first movie or anything but
0: i'm like i don't know what movie that is but i wish i was i had kind of entertained the idea of some kind of sex work you know i was like maybe i can be a cam girl or something (laughs) and um and uh i'd give them tips right the first shoot that i did which this is here's a little tease the first shoot I ever did was for Treasure Island under a different name. Mm-hmm. A slightly different name. Yeah. And I...
1: I oh, God. Now that. I need to go through all my old VHSes <laughs> and figure out which which video this is. Okay.
0: Uh, sometimes you want to say something like, yeah, boy. Like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And yeah, it's, yeah, And it's forced.
1: I feel the same that if I was about to start saying something right. during sex, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> I don't know why I'd have a Brooklyn accent.
0: <laughs> I I think the only thing I've won was best verse scene. Oh,
1: look at you maybe? go! Maybe
0: I think I got a grabby for best verse scene with Boomer. She Banks. swings
1: both ways. Mm-hmm. Good for her. So I guess you'll just have to watch his OnlyFans. Um, subscribe. <laughs> it's only what seven ninety nine a month. I don't even know how much you're charging. It's nowadays.
0: it's one hundred dollars a day. And, wow! Um,
1: Trust me, the scene is worth it. I can't even walk
0: anymore. Yeah and you don't know what true deep throating is until you go and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, like
1: literally, I did not know that I could take a pork tenderloin like that, but I did. It was amazing, it was like, (laughs) it was touching my liver from either side. It'll be weird. (laughs) See, and that's, oh my god, I'm just hearing this, I'm like, why? It's like weird, switched at birth or some shit like that. And now I'm pissed because you got the big dick and I didn't. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what the fuck?
0: kind of talking about club MR and we were also sort of giving ourselves the prompt of like how is that different from other types of situations yeah. because one of the things that came up in your podcast about that was like somebody relating it to like oh it's like different than a bathhouse yes right and so these types of situations like for sure I'm gonna behave differently in a bathhouse mm-hmm. than I am in like a, a sex club yeah. versus how I'm gonna behave on a porn set yeah and like all of them are kind of versions of being like publicly sexualized, but you know, the, the context and the people that you're with and how well you know them, all of these things affect like how you behave or how comfortable you are. Right. For instance, being at a sex club is going to be a lot different than, or, or being at a bathhouse is going to be a lot different from throwing a sex party in your house. Yes. Because in your house, you're the arbiter of who is invited and who is not right. And chances are, you're going to know some of the people that you bring in and in a bathhouse or in a sex club, like you don't, you don't have that control. Mm -hmm. And that might be really exciting for you. That's the point. Or you might be, or that might be really intimidating for you. Yeah. Right. And so it's kind of like one of those things where for me, I think my sort of natural disposition is that I'm threatened by, by strangers being, having access to me a little bit. But, you know, I've sort of put myself in a position of discomfort enough times that I can sort of be like, okay, I'm uncomfortable right now, but I've been through this discomfort before and I will be fine. Yeah. So I'm just going to like try my best. And sometimes I have to bow out and say like, you know what, I'm, I'm too anxious. Fuck this. Yeah. But sometimes things work out really well. And it's just kind of a matter of like how much, I don't know. How much tenacity you have that day? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay.
1: Uh, which I think um, I I think I understand. I just it's it's weird because hearing that I'm the exact opposite. Mm. Um, I uh, I really get off on an anonymity and not knowing who the person is mm-hmm. and never having it as a, a quote-unquote chance encounter and then never having to worry about it
0: again but then like you're so is that like the fantasy or is that the reality it,
1: it's it's both like that it, is my fantasy but that's also a lot of the times how i like to have any of my regular my, my hookups sure, like sure. that i like it as a
0: because then like your experience at club mr seemed like you were like it took a lot of energy for you to sort of like pull yourself out of your shell. It did. Yeah. Because,
1: uh, I think it's because I'm seeing everyone here and I can't just make it a flighty, uh, Uh, easy kind of thing. It's like, they're all going to be here and they're all going to see me. And I think that's, that's also my problem. I'm really good on -on one-on-one. Um, one-on-one happens, and i can like turn on the sex i'm I'm okay with it i can get over usually my body insecurities but then as soon as there's like a plus one it's like even that's really difficult right um because then i'm again i i have to i I don't know mama raised me right i need to make sure that both are having a good time sure that both are having like both are fine and Then I get a little in my head, like, okay, so this guy, (laughs) you know, if I'm, you know, getting spit roasted or whatever, I'm like, okay, so is this guy comfortable? Is this guy ready to go? I don't know. And it's just so much in my head. And then you factor in like another plus one and it just goes exponentially from there. And I think that that was really my issue is if I started anything, it was going to be like just some astronomically huge issue and yeah and then i just need well to it's
0: that. it's that control thing yeah i think right as soon as you start to feel like you don't have control and like you're overwhelmed by that yep. like it's it's so hard to to like overcome that
1: i and i just get the I just get anxiety period mm-hmm. so um even you coming to the door today, sure. so fucking anxious. Mm. Like I was dealing, I'm like texting people. I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying right now. <laughs> They're like, why? I'm like, I can't tell you. And <laughs> it was like so mysterious. Right. Now I'm going to have people that I haven't talked to in like, what, an hour and a half I think I'm dead, like <sighs> lying in the street somewhere. Well, <laughs> but, um, it, it's just, I I don't know how to turn it off a lot of the times. Yeah. and. I again I think it's you said it that it is um exposure therapy that you just need to continue like just yeah. getting into it um
0: but also I think it's important to recognize that sometimes you're just not into something Yeah. and like it's no big deal if you if you decide that like you know what I'm just not going to fucking try anymore yeah um and you know I think for in a big way that is the reason why only fans is so successful or why like this sort of movement that is you know only fans is the vehicle for is yeah. so successful is that like it it sort of democratized porn yeah. in a way where it allowed people to make money off of and and consume product that they like off of situations that are a lot less terrifying and and like high pressure than like a porn set. I
1: can control it. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, you can have somebody over your place and it's your house. It's your rules. Um, You know, there's, there's no studio. There's no like, you know, all of that extra shit is just like not in your head anymore, which makes it a lot easier to perform. And it also makes it a lot easier to have a genuine performance, which is what a lot of the consumers are subscribing for Yes, is because they're tired of seeing porn that's contrived and scripted and between models that aren't really interested in each other or who have never met each other before or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, OnlyFans gives you an opportunity to see, uh, like actual chemistry, yeah.
1: And out. I think it's and you can and you can see it. Consumers are savvy, yeah. Like we can see that the, <laughs> these two people that, um, have wildly different accents and one does not even speak english yeah. is not they're not best friends right. like they're not um that's not his dad
0: right like it's it's, and it's, it's whatever like,
1: the storyline is right yeah
0: and it's not to say that you can't have good chemistry that way mm-hmm. like again as you say that i'm like immediately go to like my tim tails yep. uh, scene yep. with uh oscar marin who doesn't speak a lick of English yep. I don't speak any Spanish and the chemistry was fire of like, course it, it, it was great sex I love that scene yeah um but you know it's that doesn't happen all the time
1: yeah for that I think it's difficult and it's amazing that you can actually have um chemistry like that yeah without even saying a single word yeah right like that and that is one of those things that it, I think everyone aspires their sex to be so like kudos to you yeah but yeah, I, th- I think you see it on – there is a whole – there is definitely a shift on OnlyFans to, because it's porn that I want to see. Yeah. And I can subscribe to exactly what I want to see. Yeah. Right? Like if people are a fan of Wade, then they click and subscribe Wade. And even though it's $100 a day, (laughs) (laughs) it's well worth it. He needs to pay off that fur jacket.
0: Yeah, seriously. Yeah.
1: But I think that you just, I don't know. It feels more natural. It feels real. Um, There's things that I watch for OnlyFans because you don't see it in other stuff. And I'm just going to say it, like, a lot of the stuff, like, Oh my God, I'm going to sound like such a dirty little slut here. Yes. Um, give it to me. Right? Thank you. Wow. I think I just soiled myself. <laughs> I've flooded my basement. And, uh, but like internal breeding. Porn, a lot of the time. A lot
0: of the time, because there's such this preoccupation with the money you shot. You need
1: the money shot. And I'm like, I don't want to see it. I want to. Come on. That's, yeah. where, how, that's how you want the sex to end. Yeah. That's how, you, how good sex ends. No one is going to pull out and crank it on your chest at the end i don't know it's whatever
0: yeah i mean sometimes they do that for fun but like and sometimes people ask for that because they want the porn experience exactly but it's
1: uh, for me it is so much more i want to say intimate but animalistic and real sex to be like to have that experience as the end and it's
0: and i mean even like so do you like watching it like dribble out? Is that like hot for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like it, like, <laughs> like you I know, do, it plops
1: out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would
0: say most of the scenes that I do for like OnlyFans, I if I'm topping, like I, yeah, probably most of them, like I do internal yeah. breeding because to me that's the hottest. Yeah. And also, for some reason, it like brings out something in me where like if you compare all of my internal breeding scenes with. All of the ones where I don't do that mm-hmm. you'll notice all of the internal breeding ones I roar I roar yeah. like an actual like beast Excellent. in a way that I never do in
1: it, a, it doesn't get you with it's, other it's, orgasms yes
0: yeah. and um, and there's something so there's something about it yeah and then you know there's some scenes where I don't even like I'm not even preoccupied enough to like film like all the cum dribbling out and, and all that shit I'm just like come inside and then Just leave it at that. Okay, thanks, bye. (laughs) So, I just want everybody to understand out there if you watch a scene with me, they're never fake orgasms, even if you don't see the cum shot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, and that's just it. Like, I don't
1: have to see the money shot. If I can see it in your face and the roar and everything like that, if I can, I don't need to see that you actually like. (laughs) I want the experience. Yes, right? You want to see the experience. I want the POV and I want to be like, my God, Wade Wolfgar is like dying when he's like convulsing right, right and that's that's hot yeah like that is what it is i'm like every every guy comes i can do that anywhere sure and it's like no and yeah. it, it's how you do it so i think that's to me that that's why OnlyFans fans is really taken off because you yeah. can say that that is exactly what it's we kind
0: thought. of created an entire new genre of porn in a way mm-hmm. like it's taken amateur porn and like put it on a pedestal yeah um but also, yes. to circle back around. Because yeah. there was one more thing I wanted to touch on with the comfort sort of thing. Yeah. Which was like, depending on where you are. Because we we, we out here in Calgary, Alberta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, there ain't, <laughs> yeah! much, there ain't much of a permissive community for this kind of thing yeah. here. And so I think that's another thing. Is exposing yourself to other places. Yes. Like, the attitudes become contagious. So, like, if you go to California... If you go to like LA or San Francisco, of course, you're going to meet all, like all different walks of life type of people, some of whom are very comfortable sexually, some of whom aren't. But like, there is a culture of people who want to have sex publicly, who want to have nasty fucking filthy sex and, and it's like encouraged and there's, there's a lot of people who all sort of operate on that wavelength, whereas like you come back to Calgary and like there are people like that here, but you don't get that community feel. They,
1: uh, well, there might be people here, but they are locked in their house. Yeah. They, they live in Redstone. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, everyone's going to be coming up and down my street. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. That's all good. Just look for the red light. It's usually on between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Um, actually, that raises a good point um, because I actually had it on there, and it is something that has kind of raised my interest Calgary has actually exported some pretty impressive either porn Mm. or porn stars Mm. or we actually produce a lot of porn here.
0: See, this was one of the things that was on your outline that I was like, what is this based on? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm curious where this comes from. Because... Because let me... Okay. And I quote from the outline. It says... Fuck, where is it? I
1: don't know. Uh, Why
0: do you think Calgary is... Parentheses, uh relatively big in the porn industry i do and i I want you to explain that okay
1: um so i have either i've known of or have heard of um, a few porn stars that uh, were i want to say at least lived in calgary or from calgary um i have seen there was there was a studio that I want i want to say like of european boys whatever but they actually had a an out, so outdoor shot of, of these kids on the street coming to the big city and the calgary tower was like actually right in like okay. right behind them sure. so uh, there are those there are production companies filming porn for maybe export right. in Calgary, which I just it boggled my mind, okay. and I just didn't know if it was just a known fact or if this was just one a one off of culture. I have,
0: I have never heard of a studio porn being shot in Calgary. So what? I'm not saying it couldn't have happened. Yeah, but it just it's certainly not the norm.
1: Okay, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like,
0: uh, like if there was. Somebody would have contacted me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? If there, that's, that's why I figured you'd be in the know. Why do you have to fly to LA all the time? Right. Like, and just do it from your backyard. And to
0: be fair, I don't have to fly to LA. I could just go to Montreal or whatever. But, like, you know, Montreal is like far.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was eavesdropping in a conversation. Yeah. Go on. Um, there is a studio up in the Northeast. I had a friend who used to work for them and do a, did, a, did a bunch of editing for them. Mm-hmm. What and was we, it called? We oh, cannot remember. But I, I, that's what I remember that your friend Yeah, um, I know it was a bunch of straight porn. I don't know that there's been a much gay porn Oh maybe that's home. why they don't want his Yeah.
0: Maybe that's temp- why I've never yeah, heard of it. Probably the pork tender wine yeah. just. But they're is like not they're in like it. in a <laughs> really
1: like shady warehouse looking building of course. in the northeast like Where? blocks from Marlboro Mall. Oh,
0: oh wow. Yeah. That is interesting. hmm Yeah. Okay. Don't go to yeah. Marlboro Mall <laughs> just to find your porn. Well thank you for the information. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I'd contribute. <laughs> See? You learn
1: things here on the podcast.
0: <clears throat> like the closest thing I could think of to there being a studio here is that like Tyler Reed lives here part time. Yeah, and he once I think it's now defunct, but he had a studio that was like Bareback Breeders or Breed, mm-hmm. breed, me, breed me Raw. I think that yeah. was it, maybe. Um Yeah. And yeah. and so I think he did shoot a few scenes for that like here at some points because he he lived here part time. Of course, but. But I think most of the stuff for them he shot out in Vegas because... It's easier. He also lived out in Vegas. My God,
1: if you're going to shoot somewhere, shoot somewhere hot so you can
0: go outside. Well, and so that you can find models (laughs) because (laughs) not many models out here. And so there are a handful of models who like have lived or who are from Calgary or like Alberta, right? Mm -hmm. Like Brent Everett's from Alberta, which is kind of insane because he's kind of like... He's kind of Hall of Fame material. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, John Shield.
1: Yeah, uh, I do have a story about him.
0: Yeah, mm. uh, a lot of people do. I
1: but it's my uh, <laughs> almost brush with stardom. Mm. Um, it was, I think, it was before he moved to uh, Toronto. Mm. He lived in the. Uh, I was living downtown, and he basically lived in the apartment that was like the apartment building that was right next to mine. Sure. And one day we were both on Grinder, and he. I guess he was bored. He's like, "Hey, you want to like come over suck my dick?" Yeah. I'm like, "I can't. You're too pretty. Like, I just. I can't. Like, again, insecurities. <laughs> right. Like following. falling.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh well. Like, I'm just making me not do things because here's my limits. I'm well, like, no.
0: I, and I can relate to that. You got to like,
1: be this ugly for me to, to actually t- do back on that,
0: like I used to just like look at guys on like Manhunt when that was yep and just, like, lust after these hot dads and never talk to them because I was like, there's no way. And then, you know, it turns out that, like, some of those... One of my exes, who was really hot at the time, was one of those people. And it it just kind of blew me away that we ended up dating for a while. But anyway, so John Shields, uh, Kitten Bear, um... Uh, I don't know. I don't think he's from here, but Jason Vario lived here for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, huge black guy. Huge, yeah. like, uh, huge as in, like, bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it's so funny. I used to see him on Grinder and be like, what the, f-? like, it's so weird to see people like that in Calgary because you go to other cities and, like, if you go to fucking whatever, LA or San Francisco, like, y- there's no shortage of, like, kind of conventionally hot dudes who do who do who do a lot of steroids yeah yeah (laughs) that is that's the look that is what they are and um and you come to calgary and that's like a huge that's like a minority
1: yeah sure and i think that it i feel i don't want to say like i feel sorry for them because i'm sure don't feel sorry i know but I, i only because it's like do they fucking get swarmed like, is that what's going to happen? Like, they go on grinder and then, like, their they're, they're taps, like, it's, yeah. like, do you even get a moment's peace? Like, because they are so few and far between and because they are what yeah. everyone strives it's, to hook up
0: with. Right. And it's kind of, I think it's probably, it evens out a little bit. They might get m- more than average, potentially. But what happens to me, at least, and of course, it's a bit my experience is a little different at this point because I'm a performer and I Mm -hmm. put myself out there because it's like part of how I pay my bills. If you're just like a conventionally hot dude, like it's probably a little different because you're not necessarily trying to promote yourself all the time. But for me, it's, it kind of evens out in this weird way because a lot of people find me unapproachable. So they won't even try in the same way that I used to do that to other people. Right. Like, the hot dads that i used to never talk to now other people do that to me cuz yeah I'm, I'm i'm certain of it yep yeah. and um
1: well i i would say flat out if i saw you on grinder i would definitely never mes- message you right like, and i it, couldn't do
0: it and i've had a like and you know there's i think some people would be surprised by some of the people that i hit up on grinder mm-hmm. or whatever not grinder cuz i don't really use it but like If I'm looking for a hookup, like, I think some people would be surprised by the people that I message because they'd be like, well, I I just assumed that you only fuck people who look like porn stars. And I'm like, nah, actually, like, sometimes, sometimes, like... Like, a cubby dad with, like, glasses and, like, a little scruff, like, mm-hmm. is exactly what I'm looking for.
1: Um, I, just I w- put a pin in that. Have you watched Q-Force on Netflix?
0: Uh, I've watched a couple episodes. Okay,
1: so you're looking for Benji. That's what you want to hook up with? Is this what you're saying?
0: I don't know if... I don't remember Benji Benji is.
1: was the, the cute little boyfriend that w- works in the office uh, across... Never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Benji, right? he's so cute. Be- Benji yes. with gray hair. Give yeah. Me the, give me that. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> It's like an old Benji. Well, just you wait, there's old daddies in further episodes, so you will enjoy them. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um but yeah, and and so there's that, and then there's also like the people who who see me and then they immediately message me. So yeah. like there is a degree to which like I very rarely open grinder or scruff or anything like that because I do get bombarded sometimes, and it is overwhelming, of course, because one I generally like regardless of my status or what I look like, mm-hmm. i've always been a selective person, yep, yeah. so like sifting through like thirty messages is like hell for me because yes. I'm easily overwhelmed technology fries my brain and and I don't and I feel sort of weird inside when i when i get propositioned by a bunch of people who i don't want to sleep with. Yeah. And then on top of that it's just a weird experience. It is. No,
1: i i, I get it. Um I I've got my own certain type that I usually go for, and it's it's a lot like the Benjis. Like I, I like yeah. my bears and I like my cubs. But you know what? On on the side, I will dabble with a twink or a jock or whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Um, it's what it's whatever is going to get me through the hornies at two a.m. <laughs> but it's like. But I was just thinking like, how do you? Because you said you are a relatively horny person, and you strive to live through it. How do you deal with the hornies at 1 o'clock in the morning?
0: Well, generally, I don't ever <laughs> go on grind or anything at 1 o'clock in the morning.
1: Uh, just it's... like Ed Sheeran's going to tell you, nothing good comes at 2 o'clock exactly. in the morning. Exactly. I know.
0: And, like, and as somebody who has had some drug problems and, and whatnot in the past, and that being really mixed up with, like, the sex life that mm-hmm. I was living, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on past 2am and a lot of it I am not, like I cannot be around anymore. But at the same time, like, if if I'm having the hornies and it's late, like if, you know, pretty recently I did a gig at Twisted and, you know, I got out late and I was fucking horny afterwards and I was like... I don't really want to go home with any of the people here like but I need to get my rocks off yeah and I don't want to go home and jerk off so like I guess I'll go to the bathhouse and it was the first time I had ever even been to the bathhouse mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and I got my rocks off and it was fine and dandy but um you know also like you know like the beach here the nude, the quote nude beach mm-hmm. right I love that place do you really yeah and and so like interestingly what yeah. I You know, I just said that I was really selective. Mm -hmm. Well, being online makes you more selective. Okay. I, I think. Okay. At least that's how it works for me. Because if I go to a real place, like a bar that has very lax rules or or a park or like a nude beach type area or whatever, I'm much more likely to fool around with people who I would reject online. Because
1: this is the pool that you have with, with, with which to choose
0: from. That's part of it. But I also just think like interacting online and in interacting with the the interface mm-hmm. of the app or whatever yeah. and just the way conversations and, and whatnot happen online, like I'm, I just treat them so much differently. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There have been people who I've seen online and I've like ignored them or rejected them mm-hmm. and then I've seen them like going for a jog and I'm like, oh shit, that guy's super mm, hot. Fuck yo. Right? Yeah. And it's just this weird thing where like the the way online shit yep. works is just different from yes. real life. Yeah period yeah. and so i've i've kind of gotten to a point where i actually much prefer to like cruise in reality mm-hmm. um you heard than, it here first kids than than mm-hmm. to like seek out people online like okay. i have to be really horny and i'm probably traveling if you see me on grinder okay. and if the profile is actually me yeah yeah so <laughs> if you see wade oh damn
1: it now if people see wade i pop up next to my grinder they know it's not going to be him ah <laughs> oh, shit it's yeah. some european
0: i do occasionally <laughs> get messages from people being like hey is this really you and i'm like no, that is not. You, you're getting catfished the... by yeah. somebody with my photos
1: but i just sent you money I'm sorry <laughs> that would piss me off yeah that, that
0: hasn't happened yet but good
1: um okay so i think we've got to take a small break because yeah. now i need to regroup and because my thoughts my, my my hopes are crushed um why um i don't know because wade's not going to be on my grinder um <laughs> I don't, I've got nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: and I need to find somehow to get them on well, my OnlyFans. Do
0: you really need do you need me on your grinder if I give you a pearl necklace? No, <laughs> <laughs> no that's gonna be my pic- that's gonna be my profile picture on Facebook.
1: Are you kidding? Um Okay, we will be right back. <laughs> Okay, and we are back, so apparently Wade's not going to uh, grace me as my OnlyFans. Wait, no. Wade's not going to grace me with a presence on my OnlyFans, so you people are just stuck with dealing with his. You're not getting a discount just because he's coming on my second-rate OnlyFans. You need to pay full price for that.
0: You have to use your imagination. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, actually, so we were talking about you and, before we left, you and the late nine hornies and all that stuff. Uh, now, I know it's a per- it might be a personal thing, but are there any special people in Wade Wolfgar's life that he can call upon at 2 o'clock in the morning?
0: I mean, I do have, like, a handful of people who are kind of, I guess, regulars or, or uh, you know, non-business regulars. Okay. Um, actually, that's another interesting thing to point out, too. I won't dive too deep. But, like, because I escort, mm-hmm. a lot of my sexual energy goes towards that. Yeah. So, like... A lot of times, like, I don't really have late-night hornies because I have clients. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I don't really come more than once or twice a day, if that. So, so yeah, a lot of my sexual energy just goes towards that. Um, But if my boyfriend and I are together... Ah,
1: see, that's what I was trying to get at.
0: Oh, shit. You better watch (laughs) the fuck out, bitch. (laughs) Because I am enamored with that, man. Mm -hmm. And we are we are devils good we get into some trouble so yeah
1: i could imagine yeah you have been nasty yeah um and actually i think that is one of those those things about like quote unquote sex work about like what happens when you're not horny and you gotta do it like can you can you still do it is it still i mean
0: First of all, I I only take so many clients in a in a given day or yeah. a given week because like to make sure that I give everybody a you, decent you experience. You know your limits and you yeah. know you've, you can work with. Like yep. some people are unstoppable and I I fucking wish that I could just like turn it on at all times, but I'm, my body just is not wired that way. Yeah. But in the occasions where I do sort of like not feel like it, It's interesting because sometimes I don't feel like it and I'll have like a bit of a mediocre performance Mm -hmm. and, or like experience and it'll show sometimes I'll have a mediocre performance or experience and the client will be absolutely fucking ecstatic. And I will be so happy that they were, that mediocrity was just in my head, that it was in my head and Mm -hmm. that for them it was really rewarding or really valuable or whatever. It was worth their time. Um, so I feel good about that. There are some times where I, I don't feel like it and I do it anyway. And it's, it's almost like, you know, when we talk about like issues of mental health and sometimes you just need to like get out of your fucking house and see people. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I don't feel like it, but just going out of my house and making somebody happy and like sort of being forced to um put on the mantle of wade wolfgar or whatever like actually takes me out of being like a sad sack and and i'm like i walk away feeling really gratified and really happy that that i did it and that i worked through my hesitation yep so yeah
1: because i think um i well back in the day back in the day my god makes it sound even worse um When I first was realizing my sexuality and um, how it was, you know, blossoming into slutness, Mm. I was really into um, just very anonymous hookups and a lot of them, like Mm -hmm. quantity over quality all the time. Mm. And it was, um, (laughs) and it, it was funny because you, even you said that, you thought it was mediocre but they thought it was amazing yeah and it's like i've had the same thing too where it's like uh someone apparently i just gave them the best blowjob of their life and i'm like that lasted five minutes yeah and uh you're uh, you're already out the door yeah okay (laughs) yeah right you're welcome i guess but
0: i have had a couple of those experiences where somebody will like hit me up like a week later and like not a not a client, but, like, just a hookup or whatever. Yeah. And they'll be like, that was, like, the hottest thing ever. Like, do you want to come back and blah, blah, blah. And mm. I'll, I'm secretly like, oh, who, shit. That was, like, the worst yeah, hookup I've ever you? had. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like, know.
0: not just on their part, but, like, I'm like, we, like, that was a combined effort in, in badness. Yeah. And, like, I am I cannot believe that yeah. they're after me again.
1: I know. I, 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 it's, again, I think we'll, it all boils um, down to perception yeah. about what we thought was... The perception we had and the perception that we're fighting against all yeah. the time, um, I find it humorous and so interesting, even to go back to what we said from the very beginning about how sexuality and psychology just are so intertwined right. with everything. Because, um, yeah, I do find it fascinating. Like, And I love talking about sex and I love talking to people about what their what their fascination with sex is all about just because i just i i I don't know i just it's so different to everyone and it means something different to everyone now we're not treating wade just as another piece of meat because he is also a very genuine person with a very good artistic talent let's not forget that Mm. you are also an artist um,
0: I haven't been producing a lot in the past few years, but yes, I do have an education in the arts. Yes, sorry, continue.
1: Yeah, no, no. I, I just I wanted because a lot of people they, I don't want to say they think porn stars are just porn stars, and that they mm. you know they uh, from the young <laughs> tween age aspired to be porn stars, right. and that no, you were an artist, you enjoyed art, you have graduated. From Mm -hmm. ACAD Mm -hmm. with an art degree. Right. So how do you, even if you've, I don't want to say what, fallen by the wayside, but do you still try to find art in everyday life in, in what you do? How do you incorporate it into?
0: Yeah. First of all, I want to say like, if there are people who like, you know, they're like young aspiration in life is to be a porn star like that's a i think (laughs) generally speaking a new phenomenon
1: yes you need to check yourself
0: because like obviously i think that happens now with just the way the internet has kind of like infected it's glamorized it like yeah and i think you know a lot of people even of i guess my generation and older certainly a lot of the older ones like it people Lots of them fall into porn in some way. Very few of them are like seeking it out from a young age for that reason. One thing that happens and like, I'm sort of guilty of this very frequently is like, even I now still have this experience where I meet a performer who I've seen before, who I've lusted after, or I used to jerk off to when I was fucking 18 or whatever. And in my brain they're a porn star and then i find out that they're so much more than that mm-hmm. right that they're like i have friends now in in the industry who are professional chefs who are professional artists who are lawyers who are doctors who like do all of these incredible things or have like a very substantial education and they're yep. super intelligent um and it just kind of you know porn just sort of came came around and they were like you know what I'm gonna do this well no, right?
1: and, uh, porn was just a way to pay the bills like
0: For, yeah but some of them it's even like I have one friend who's a doctor uh, like and he I mean I guess you could still say it's a way to pay the bills but like being a doctor was a good way to pay the bills but he's, he and I don't think he makes he probably doesn't make quite as much as he did as like a family physician but he was like you know what I hated being a physician I'd rather be a fucking, mm-hmm. uh, I'd rather, I'd rather be a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be
1: fucking, okay? Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and
0: so it wasn't just like a way to pay the bills. It was like a life choice, yep. right? Um. In any case. um.
1: How do, I, I want to know, how do I make that life choice? I want to be a porn star. And you fucking can. <clears throat>
0: like, again, that's the thing is like there's... Uh, there's an audience for everything and if you market yourself like correctly like just about anybody can yep. make a fucking living at yep. it but anyway to return to the point um so art artistry artistry, yes. artistry.
1: what uh, do you are you able to fall back on your on your art in order mm-hmm. to uh, like uh, hey if, if this quote-unquote porn thing doesn't work out for you <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you going to be able to like you know? Is is it something you want to? I mean, it's actually certainly. Pursue?
0: I wouldn't say it's a profession I can fall back on because if anything, I've spent a lot of my life trying to sort of like aspiring to be a professional artist in some way, shape, or form, and and sort of slowly realizing that a lot of the things that are required to be a professional artist are things that I maybe wasn't actually willing to do. Yeah, like I like I liked making the work. And I agonized over a lot of the work in a, in a very passionate and like sincere way. But a lot of, when it came down to like sort of marketing and galleries and networking and grant writing and, and, and like participating in the fine art community or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever combination all of the those All the side things, jobs, all the grant work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those things I was like, you know, this is just like. I don't care. And it, it took me a long time to sort of realize that I was sort of in denial about it. Yeah. Like, like I didn't realize that I didn't care about those things. I was just trying to make the work and hope that that was enough.
1: You wanted to create, but you didn't want to do the marketing. Yeah. That kind of thing.
0: To some degree, I mean, I still did a lot of marketing, mm-hmm. but it just, it wasn't, it, you know, I only did what I was comfortable doing Yeah, and, and I didn't like push in other ways that would have helped me out a lot. Yeah. And I kind of just realized like, Oh, like, I don't want to like, I really don't want to do some of this stuff. And you know, and then this whole other (laughs) profession came along into my life and you know, it's just, I've, I've found myself saying yes to things a lot more than I have found myself saying no to things. So it just, yeah. Um, so, so art isn't necessarily something that I would fall back on it in any professional sense, but it's that education and that, like part of my identity certainly influences a lot of how I operate now. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I I think that as long as it's, if you're fully able to see, I I just want to be like, can you like see artistic merit in actually what you're creating some of the time? Like, yeah. And does that, like you said to the before, like a lot of the porn actors aren't actors. Yes, we know that's why (laughs) they can't do lines, but as an artist, are you actually able to like visually represent stuff? Like, if and when you know Wade wants to hang up the—I I don't know—I was going to say stockings, but what, what what do porn stars actually hang up? <laughs> uh, I don't know the dildo, <laughs> uh, the stirrups, maybe the sling. Uh, but like, would you want to do something like, um, like directing or, like, yeah. I was about to say DP, but I'm like, wait, that's something very different. To I mean,
0: porn. It's sort of. Uh... I don't know that I'm really that interested or 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 would be really like devoted to to like writing scenes so much but and I I mean I guess I feel like I could direct and I could do like filmography in in some capacity and that's become something that I've become a lot more interested in. I don't know if I don't know, I guess it's sort of weird because I would never I feel like I would never want to do it for a studio, yep. right? Because a studio comes with a brand identity already mm-hmm. packaged in, and like, I don't, I don't feel like I want to work within that. Yep. Um, I would much rather kind of do my own thing, but that's like, it's usually a lot more work mm-hmm. for a lot less of reward. Yeah. So, in any case, when it comes to making my OnlyFans content, like I've definitely found, especially over COVID, I found myself being. Tired out by sort of producing the same thing using my phone over and over again. And, and to keep it interesting for myself, I bought a new camera and I got a lot more invested in sort of the, in the cinematography and editing side of things Mm -hmm. and trying to like expand in that regard. So that's kept it a little more interesting for me and has made me more interested in like that type of media. What else? I also, there's like. Have you, did you ever jerk off to like erotic fiction kind uh, of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like So do you yeah. know Nifty? I have heard of Nifty, yes. We've okay. talked about it So
0: before, Nifty yeah. is like a massive online like erotic fiction yep. dat- database <clears throat> that's been around for ages. Yes. Right? Like I think I was jerking off to Nifty when yeah. I was like It's literally 16. probably
1: the first thing that was uploaded to the internet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it's been around for ages and and they have a... I don't even know how to describe it, like a monolithic bank of content. It's everywhere, yeah. Um, And there's stories that I've read on Nifty that are actually really Mm well-written, and I've been like, what would be really cool is if, like, I propositioned these writers and gave them a cut of whatever and was like, can I use this story and, like, make it like a a porn film? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I honestly feel like I probably... I don't know if I'll ever do that because I don't know if I'll ever want to put the the sort of investment into that mm-hmm. um, because that means hiring models, yep. that means like having like an actual business, yep. um, that means you know propositioning the creator and like you know, drawing up contracts and all this shit that I don't fucking want to do.
1: Maybe that's not. Maybe that's what not what you want to do now in twenty twenty one. Right. But uh, maybe when. Maybe one day. Yeah. Why not? Like. I don't know. Like, even you said, like, what, five years ago, you never thought you'd be in the porn industry. Right? Who knows? Like, I'm sure that there's going to come a time when you just being hot and sexy and fucking everything that moves is not going to get everything that you want anymore. Right. right? And it's
0: already hitting that in some ways for me. Like, you can only like nothing stays glossy forever mm-hmm. right and so i definitely have found myself looking for ways to keep myself interested in yep. in this kind of work and and also for looking looking for other ways to sort of like revisit my creativity in a way that doesn't necessarily revolve around painting or yes. or fine art you know mm-hmm. i've i've become a lot more interested in like dabbling with music production or other things like that, you know. So if I see
1: you DJing at weddings. I am not coming up
0: to you. Okay. Yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know that person. <clears throat> but yeah, so like, there's there's other ways in which I'm kind of like, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll revisit visual art yep. at some point, yep. and that'll be my thing again. And maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just use the vocabulary and the training that I've gotten from from my years doing that, and I'll sort of. Uh, channel it towards a new creative pursuit
1: well and again like maybe you have no idea what you it could be anything like it could be something totally wild and out that you haven't even thought of right that's so yeah we're not going to count chickens before hatching in a bucket with a bush of two something right bush and
0: and i mean i think also like you know that kind of education also gives you tools i mean you kind of have to put some of your own effort into them. But it gives you tools that you don't even realize you're using sometimes. Yeah. And so I was saying before, like one of the things that my art college experience gave me is like the ability to, for the most part, articulate myself. Yeah. Because there, uh, before that, I, I didn't necessarily care that much about like providing a reason or being curious as to like why somebody would do a, a make this creative decision versus yeah. that one. And now that's really interesting to me because I have like the the, I have like built this lexicon up of like how to have a conversation about that. Yeah, and
1: how to process things. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and and so that served me really well. Is you know now I can have a conversation because I know how to speak about mm-hmm. the the things that are rolling through my head usually.
1: <laughs> we might have hit a, a a small a few snags today, <laughs> but we got there. It was, yeah, it was fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously everybody has like issues, but you know, there were a lot of people in school who, who kind of refused to put the pressure on themselves to like participate in that way, to learn how to articulate themselves. Mm -hmm. And I was such a fucking keener in art school that I was like, okay, if I'm going to be like good at school, I have to be good at this. Yeah. And, and so I really took it seriously and I embarrassed myself a lot trying to describe things that were out of my grasp, mm-hmm. but you know, you practice and you get better. So,
1: well, and you're never going to actually succeed unless you put yourself out there anyways. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what, that's just one of those things that.
0: Right. If you, if you don't, if you're not cringing at yourself five years ago, you're doing it right. Oh God, exactly. <laughs> you've, you've fucked up somehow. <laughs> just
1: deal with it. And you're like, oh fuck really like literally my my cringeworthy moment is like three and a half years ago when i married my husband i I mean he's not listening right now Um, shit he did hear it (laughs) (laughs) um okay so i think we've probably chewed people's ear off way too long um and i do want to start winding down yeah but i i think what uh what I was leading up to that is, what does the future look like for Wade Wolfgar? What, what, is, what do you think? Cause I don't know. You know it,
0: I feel like I might have been able to answer this a little bit more confidently before COVID came in and yeah. like fucked everything up. Yeah.
1: How do you feel about COVID? Actually, as a, just a regular, uh, a run-of-the-mill question. You know, an easy one.
0: I need mean, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat>
1: How do you feel that it's uh, dealt think, with society?
0: Like, I don't know. It's, it's so like that question has so many ways from which to approach it. Um, and I have like so many sort of conflicting opinions and feelings about how to answer it. Um, I guess to try and, to try and rein in all of, all of the possibilities and just keep it super personal, like, you know, it, it's sort of made my life well like many people i Mm -hmm. sort of shut in yeah i i wasn't doing a lot i was at home all the time i was luckily able to survive like off my own income without having to do anything yeah basically for a while which was really lucky and it's not like i was laughing to the bank but i you know i could support myself you could Um, eat your craft dinner yeah like
1: you're fine yeah Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) precisely and uh and so i'm happy about that but it really it was such a weird ride because i'm definitely somebody who can, who's kind of prone to bouts of anxiety and depression mm-hmm. um and have been for most of my life yep. and i've kind of gotten to a point where i'm pretty good at navigating it but it happens anyway yeah i can't avoid it it right? just yeah yeah like just, it comes I just up on me. i you. know it's gonna pass so i don't like lose my mind when it starts coming but it it comes i can't circumvent it yeah so the first like eight to ten months i was like wow i'm handling this really well i'm well, super yeah and yeah. i was like i had all these like extroverted extroverted people around me who were like kind of having a really tough time and i was like this is awesome like i'm helping my friends and guiding them through <laughs> it and like being there for them like i i feel so surprised that i'm handling this so well yeah and then after like a certain period. It gets, of, it's it, sometimes it's, it's it, exhausting. It, it, it flipped. <laughs> yeah, like <the clears throat> other people had finally adapted, and I was starting to like freak out. Yeah, um, and so I'm kind of still like finding my bearings yeah. on the other side of that. And really, we're not on the other side of that yet. But but you know, it feels like things have halfway returned to normal.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's a it's on the other side only because we want it to be. Like kind of getting back to normal, and yeah. because maybe our leadership told us it was over and lied to us or sure, hey, sure. whatever. Yeah, that um, too. Uh, because I I've made a little secret about it. I uh, both Eric and I had to had to work. Well, everyone. Well, sorry, not everyone. Some people <laughs> had to work through it. Yeah, um, we did. We 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 didn't have the option to work from home. We had to go in every day. Mm. So it was realistically, life is normal for both of us. And it, it was just so we we saw everything from a different lens, and we were luck, we were glad to just come home yeah, right. and not have to deal with people and whatever. Um, we had, uh, um, I think, <laughs> literally when we pla- when I when I sorry he had absolutely no bearing on it when I had planned to have my sex party. Mm. That's the first gathering we would have had at this house oh, since right. we moved in. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so. Um. Like, I've we've hardly had people over because we were feared of COVID, and it's been really tough to just try to get over that. And then when we actually went to Club MR, that was our first outing, right, since COVID, and it was it's a lot. I think maybe that was some of the pressure that was in there, too, was just all of these people, and even add on to my anxiety of trying to take my shirt off in front of people right are they going to give me a deadly virus right like, I don't know right right, right? or it's... like
0: are they gonna like treat me weird because they're afraid I'm gonna give them a deadly virus exactly yeah. yes
1: um, oh I've got so many thoughts but I'm not going to because I, <laughs> d- I don't even want the haters to come at me so I'm gonna leave it at that yeah. but yeah it's uh-uh.
0: it's been like uh, quite a ride trying to sort of sort of deal with that question but internally right yeah. just to be like what is next because i'm sort of like i'm not like floundering per se but i do feel a little bit like i don't know what to Restless. do and and i think you know you always are comparing yourself to others or to your past or whatever mm-hmm. so like there are times yeah. where i think to myself like shit before covid you know i met my boyfriend i was traveling like every other month i was booking gigs and and like porn shoots in and all these places, and I i felt like my life was so adventurous in a way that it never had been before. And all of a sudden, all of that was just gone.
1: And now I'm just jerking off in front of my phone. And,
0: and I, I'm i in Calgary. Yeah. And, you know, and okay. it's like, and there was a period of time where I wasn't seeing clients at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, it was weird to deal with that. And, and And now it's almost weirder to be dealing with it now because I've sort of gotten complacent yeah a little bit and i like don't want to it's a way of life yeah it's like i don't want i don't feel like being adventurous right now Mm -hmm. and i'm almost like frustrated that that covid did this to me (laughs) i know because it takes so much energy and effort for me to like embrace that kind of sense of adventure yeah because i don't think it is super natural for me
1: and it it was probably a lot of baby steps along the way that you didn't realize that you had to take and then it, like, pulled the rug right out from underneath you. Right. And it's... It's tough work. Yeah. And you gotta get there again. Yeah. Um I, too, hope that it's over soon. I would love to get back to random sex with strangers <laughs> on the street corner.
0: <laughs> on the loading dock. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Without having to wear my mask with a hole in it. Mm. Like, it's just super annoying. And...
0: I mean, glory holes are hot. Well, yeah, I,
1: I, that's literally what I wear. I just wear, I, just, <laughs> I just wear a sheet with a hole over wear it. A so, curtain. Yeah, I, I look like a uh, a Scooby-Doo ghost. <laughs> that's what I look like whenever I go out. Um. So yeah, with that image, <laughs> I'm going to. I think we're going to close. Yeah. Um. I would like to thank Wade Wolfgar. And his pork loin for showing up and entertaining me, and hopefully you for the past two hours. Um, did you have any uh, anything you want to plug? Um, anything you want to say? Hey, oh yeah, plug in. Watch me. Mm-hmm. That's
0: good. Uh, <laughs> but plugging exactly. Um, he was supposed to know, say
1: me, but he didn't. So obviously, I'm not. I
0: mean, either. probably if you're listening to this, you already know who I am. But fuck it, you know. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Wade Wolfgar. At, uh, the Instagram it has three R's on the. End. I was
1: oh my god! I was going to ask you that why? Why'd you do because that? Because I had, someone else stole it.
0: No, because I had the other account and I got it banned for oh. posting too much like questionable material. Oh, please. So now it's Wade Wolfgar. Gar, he's a pirate. <laughs> and um, you know OnlyFans dot com slash Wade Wolfgar, mm-hmm. just for dot fans slash Wade Wolfgar, um, or just whatever. Search me on Pornhub. You can, you know, I'm not going to be mad at you for jerking off to pirated material either. (laughs) Or, you know, go to some of the studio scenes that I've done. Jerk off to those. Uh, Everything's amazing. Uh, In case
1: you haven't seen it, uh, you need to. Because his um, portfolio, are we allowed to call it that? Sure, sure. Yes, his portfolio is amazing. Um, It does flood my basement. So it works wonders um i
0: am a, also i am a seahorse named meredith and thank you for listening
1: <laughs> i'm not even gonna know what that is but that's okay i got I, now I, i'm i'm just gonna leave it at that okay seahorse okay <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye
0: wade goodbye all
1: right cheers lots. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Gay Agenda. Don't forget you can follow us all on the tweets, the instas, and on the Facebooks at The Gay Agenda YYC. If you like what we had to say, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, all that fun jazz. Thanks for listening, kids. Bye! Bye. Love and light, bitches!
0: I lost my thread again, but I'm gonna get there. Um, I've brain farted so take hard. Min- take a minute. It's all good. This is gonna happen more than once. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> That's what editing's for.
1: <laughs> no one will ever know.